Hey, Evolving Minds community. It's Anthony, founder and executive director. I've been noticing perfection lately. I'm wondering if you can relate this idea that something has to be perfect. We can't make any mistakes. We can't start over. For me, especially with this podcast, and I've actually just stopped and recorded two episodes and been like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restart. It, it's keeping me from connecting with you. It's this, this striving for this unattainable ideal is preventing me from, from being with you all authentically. What I really want to focus on today is to tell you what I've been up to and to share a little bit about my experiences of being on silent meditation retreats. So that's what I was actually just up to for the past three weeks. I've just arrived back into the working world for about the past two weeks, and it's been intense. It's been intense. The, the expectation and the amount that we place on ourselves to work is unrealistic. To just continue to plug one task after another all day, every day, five days a week, spilling into the weekend, and then keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It's not sustainable. I mean, that is my greatest insight going on to a couple mindfulness retreats and then dropping back into the, the work world. I, I wrote in an email, I think that I skydiving back into the work world. And I think that is the best way of like painting a picture. It has felt like I've just jumped out of an airplane and here I am. I have a parachute, luckily. I have a parachute. It worked. It, I, the parachute's working. I'm here. So what has my experience been like on these mindfulness retreats? I want to talk about my inward bound mindfulness education retreat. This was with teens, 47 teens, 17 mentors. I was a mentor and we were together for a week up in Connecticut. And to talk a little bit about the background of this population is very mental health. There's a lot of mental health stories, challenges, difficulties, traumas. And over 50% of these teens were experiencing mental health challenges or were on mental health education. Uh, medication. So there was a lot to unpack. And what did our daily schedule look like? 7 a.m. We would wake up. So just notice right there, we're waking up with teens at 7 a.m. during the summer to start practicing mindfulness. What's really cool is all these teens are here on the retreat because they want to be here. So there's not as much resistance that you might face if you were to bring this practice within high school and invite you know everyone within the high school to explore the practice of mindfulness and meditation. Throughout the day, we would cycle between sitting meditations, walking meditations, breakfast, lunch, dinner, small group discussions, and workshops. And we would cycle in and out of these periods of practice in silence and sometimes not in silence. This created a difficult challenge for me personally, how... I am showing up in the world, how I move through the world relationally. You know, we're in relationships with all the people around us and we go into silence and then we come out. So you can imagine how much social anxiety this brings up, right? You get to see all of your social anxiety. And one 
particular aspect about the retreat that I want to talk about that I think is important for this moment that we're living in is teens and their relationships with their technology, their phones, their devices, their tablets, their internet chat rooms, their video games. At the start of the retreat, we ask the teens to turn in their phones. So this is probably, for many of these teens, the first time in their lives that they are disconnecting for an entire week from their technology. So just that is deeply impactful. And there was this one moment that I won't forget when a teen was coming to turn in their phone and they didn't know how to turn their phone off. Think about the impact of a generation that doesn't know how to disconnect, that is always on. It's a bit scary. It's a bit overwhelming. And I got to hear and see a lot of this technology impact in our small group discussions. And we would actually had a group of five to eight teens that I, I fell in love with. I told them at the end, I love you all. I told them at the end, I love you all. But it started out, it was very awkward. It was a lot of anxiety, right? We had a, a small group about, and we would meet in a circle twice a day. And there would be two staff leaders, and it was highly relational, the practice of sitting in a circle, building meaningful relationships, building trust, building vulnerability. And what happened in that circle? Well, there would be different techniques to engage the group. What is known as lightning questions, thunder rounds, and hot seats. Lightning questions are when anyone in the group can ask a question of the group, and the group responds, and we all go around very quickly, like lightning, and respond to the question. They could be really deep questions. They could be really silly questions. The idea is that it's information sharing. And then there's the thunder rounds. The thunder rounds, it's like thunder. It rolls, it rumbles, it takes up time and space. It's here for a little bit of time. And so we would ask questions during thunder rounds, and it would provide an opportunity to provide context, background for the group. And then there was hot seat. Hot seat is when one of the teens is on the hot seat. And we're just, everyone's asking them questions, but we're all listening. They're the only one that's responding to the questions for 15 minutes. And so through this practice of these questions, I got to hear a lot of offhand comments about technology use. And here's my takeaway from the impact of technology on teens. If you know me, you already know that I'm biased because I believe that technology is having a harmful impact on teens. It's not just teens, but the world. Specifically when I say technology, smartphones, devices, tablets, things that suck you in, things that glue you, they trap you. So with that bias, the impact of technology, it can promote disengagement. So when teens are with each other, Here's what one of them said. If I had my phone, I'd just be on it and wouldn't make the effort to make new relationships. Wouldn't make the effort to make new relationships. And they were talking about when they were going out to dinner with family or friends or they were in a social situation. This is how they utilized their phone. They wouldn't have to make the effort. And the phone was just there. I believe this is harmful because 
if we don't form new social relationships in person, this can really increase a sense of loneliness. And we see one of the big things within the youth mental health crisis and the mental health crisis within adults too is, is loneliness. Another reason that technology is having an, a harmful impact on teens, youth, is because it's a constant distraction. It's a constant distraction. So over and over again, I heard that they needed to fall asleep and that while they're falling asleep, they're talking or texting or engaging with others. So it's having this impact on our ability and capacity to focus, on our ability and capacity to fall asleep at night. And this is critical for our mental health. And so this constant distraction increases disconnection from the world around us. This constant stimulation well, when do you ever get time to be alone with yourself? I mean, if I was to pause here and to ask you, to ask myself, when am I ever truly alone? Away from Hulu, Netflix. And so when we finally are away from this pull, this attraction, this addiction, it's incredibly overwhelming. With no phones to distract, all of those scary thoughts come up. All of those emotions come up. And so what happens is that we finally meet ourselves and get to know who we are beyond our social media, beyond our images online, these identities that we're creating and that I hear the teens talking about. So what happens when young people did not have access to their phone for a week? What is the outcome? What I saw was disengagement transform into curiosity. At first, the space was pretty anxious, pretty resistant, pretty reserved. But over time, through the lightning and the thunder rounds and the hot seat, there was an upwelling of curiosity about each other through questions and focus of attention, body language, the ability to mirror and look and, and be with each other in a circle. It just increased exponentially. And I wonder if we had all had phones would that have been the outcome? I also saw distraction turn into living and being in the present moment and feeling disconnected to feeling connected with each other, with the natural world around us, with the small group, with the larger group. And there was one of the teens that I love this question that they asked near the end. Did you magically put us together? And I, and I love that, that question because underneath it is a wondering and a curiosity about how we all came into this group with a little fear, hesitation, and we left feeling connected to one another. And it almost feels like it was meant to be, right? Like, did you know us and did you put us together because you thought that we would be a good fit? I think we all just arrived here and something happened when we just sat together and provided time and space for community. So that's my general reflections on technology. I know I'm very biased, uh, and I see a lot of the impact that smartphones and apps are, are having on myself, my friends, family, peers, the world around us. So the call to action within this podcast would be to think deeply and critically about 
the impact of devices, smartphones, and technology on your mental health, but also the mental health of the people you care about. I believe, and there's a lot of research to support this, that the way that smartphones and apps and devices are currently designed are addictive. And so it's really important to disconnect as much as possible, as much as possible disconnecting from them. And one of my main insights and takeaways from this silent retreat and the and the silent retreat that I'll talk about in the next podcast episode where I went on a fully silent retreat for a week right after the Inward Bound Mindfulness Retreat with Teens, one of my main takeaways is that I'm going to be letting go of my smartphone and that I'm going to be returning to a dumb phone. I appreciate you tuning in to this podcast episode, and it is my goal to let go of that perfectionist mindset and to arrive here with you all more fully and authentically so that, well, there's just no real ending to this podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.